I feel like you should do it. No, we do both. You do, you both do one, do I'll do one. Oh, okay, okay. Goodness um, me, God. I don't know. What had happened was I had a baby and tracked 15 tornadoes with my team. What had happened was I was named chief meteorologist, dealt with a blizzard, 15 tornadoes, wet weather, and a drought. Thanks for finding the What Had Happened Was podcast. It's me, Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com. Happy New Year, everybody. That's right. We made it. We did it. Take that, 2019. The voices you just heard belong to Dayton's dynamic weather duo, WHIO-TV's Kirstie Zantini and Chief Meteorologist McCall Freitags. You might recall that we had McCall on just after the Memorial Day tornadoes. Told you I'd have her back when things calmed down. This go around, it was all about fun and reflection on the year that was. Actually, it was the year that was when we talked. Kirsty McCall and I sat down to do a crossover episode right before Christmas. You can catch me blabbing on about this and that on the latest episode of their show, Cloudy with a Chance, a podcast. Good times. As for this podcast, we talked about a baby chef, tattoos, weather girl power, and the ladies were able to explain climate in a way that even this word girl could understand. The What Had Happened Was podcast is a product of Dayton.com, sponsored by Premier Health. This episode was recorded in the WHIO radio studios. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe to the What Had Happened Was podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever else you find your favorite shows. You can find Cloudy with a Chance of Podcasts on those services as well. Now let's get into my talk with Kirsty and McCall. Thanks hey. for coming in here. Hey, thanks, Amelia. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys are just joining, I was just on their show, so whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So we were talking on your show about like 2019 and some of the craziness that happened. What are you guys going to take away from that whole year? Goodbye. That's yeah. Like- Goodbye. Yeah. 2019 was a rough year. Obviously, in the weather world, it was rough. We discussed about all the different things that happened in 2019. The one that stands out the most for me personally is going to be the Memorial Day tornado outbreak. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, I have not gone back to look at the coverage of myself doing that. I don't know if I will or ever will. I think when anybody goes through something that's traumatic, it's kind of hard to come full circle with it. Maybe one day I will gotten a lot better about talking about it Mm -hmm. since then but yeah going back and living through it not quite yet it's not something i want to do but then of course our community went through a lot of other things so what i'm going to take away is the resiliency and the love that this community has shown is something really special to me especially being a transplant to dayton ohio from new york my heart has always felt like home was in new york Though I've been married and have a daughter here, but I feel like this year was definitely a turning point in realizing, oh, no, this is my home. These are my people. Thinking of ever leaving here is like not even in my thoughts at this point. Same thing here. I always think of Cleveland's home, but I've been here 20 years. I'm like, well, actually, I kind of set roots here. (laughs) I bought that house, got that husband, got that cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I even got one of the Gem City tattoos over the weekend. I I saw saw that that online. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty tough and badass. I'm like a a biker or something. (laughs) It's like a biker check with all your tattoos. So many tats. (laughs) That's how cool I am. I call them tats. (laughs) But there's something about dating that kind of captures you in a good way. Yeah. I mean, there's a cool thing. You're going to take away from last year? Hmm. I struggle because this was a really rough year weather-wise, but 
personally, it was like the best year ever because I was pregnant and then gave birth to my daughter. Mm -hmm. So it it was kind of one of those weird full circle things of like agriculturally, it was really hard. We have friends that are farmers in this area. So it was like hard to hear their struggles with like how wet it was and the drought. And I don't know. I don't know why I feel connected to agriculture. I didn't grow up on a farm or anything (laughs) like that, but I like really do. Because you know how Um, important it is for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, And maybe I just don't know why. But so like the whole year, I just was always kind of like, okay, what's going on now for them? How are they doing? How are they doing? And then Memorial Day happened. I was like super pregnant. And so it was like out of destruction came like something positive. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those struggles like from life is death and that kind of how everything kind of goes together. It was like being pregnant and knowing I was going to become a mom and then having like one of the biggest weather events in this area. I mean, really since the 74 Xenia tornado, like this was huge and destructive it was just like a lot of firsts this year for me some were good like my daughter and some were bad like seeing ef4 destruction firsthand as a meteorologist i've never seen that driving into work that night watching mccall when she was doing the coverage and then taking over the coverage at the really going through the night mccall and i've talked about this i hugged her when she probably slept for 10 minutes (laughs) i mean i doubt she slept at all and then just waiting through the overnight hours of like is anyone going to suffer major injury or die and I know that's really morbid and sad but as a meteorologist you see what these levels of tornadoes can do and that's all we wondered until the sun came up and then I just was sitting there during coverage that next day and just praying and we did we had one man who lost his life in Salina I'm an older gentleman but it could have been much, it could much have been worse. much much mm-hmm. worse and when you look at the pictures um, in the video from it, right it's like, you're just it blows it your mind to see homes that look like that they were just blown up and that people survived that was one of the negatives but walking through the neighborhood with McCall, walking through Trawood and, and North Dayton, and then just like hearing people's attitude, I mean, that was life changing. So I want to forget how horrible the year was for us, but I want to remember forever how wonderful everyone was. And I think that we should take into 2020 the people that are still working to build their life back. I don't want us to forget about them. That's what I want to take with us. You know what I'm not going to forget? What? This is kind of funny. <laughs> When Kirstie said she was super pregnant, she had a baby two weeks later. Yeah. And we went out the second day after the tornado outbreak and we had a promotions team with us shooting video and we ran this promo like I can't even tell you a million times on TV and Kirstie's in this video and like huge. She is huge in this pregnant. But that just goes to show how much you love weather. I mean, you (laughs) love it. Well, I just felt walking around. Yeah. At any moment could have gone into labor, but she was, she was. She loves weather. She does. Oh, I love weather. And for you me. You love the people. Right. It was like, I needed to go see how people were doing. And I knew I had a house to go home to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you were so proud. I'm like, so what? My house was fine. Yeah. I had a hospital. If I were to go into labor, everything in my life where I lived was fine. And so that to me, I was just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. It comes back to like finding joy and like yeah. enjoying life. Yeah. Because there's been a couple people on Facebook who are like, 2019 was awesome. I'm like, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we living the same year? I, I mean, because I kind of <laughs> don't think it was awesome. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd say awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, it was all right. It's like it's moments. Yeah, one moment, <laughs> one or two moments, it's been more than that. But like, you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like, you got to find joy. Yes. You can't hate on people for like loving things things yeah you gotta love things yeah i agree so you guys love weather obviously right why we were talking earlier that we didn't want this to be like weather nerds because the right. people might revolt what right people would be like i gotta go this is boring <laughs> what are they talking about but what, what weather attracts you 
well, McCall and I both grew up in cool parts of the country. I grew up in Cleveland, so Lake Effect Snow and all that was super interesting. But I just was like a nerd in school, so I really liked to be challenged. And I honestly, it took me a while to even know that I would, I was kind of, I guess, smart enough to be a meteorologist, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I was in college before I really took my first meteorology courses. I was really good in school, and I loved it. I also kind of enjoyed that being a female was pretty rare. Like I was in college classes with like maybe one or two other girls. Um, So it was kind of fun to be competitive in that sense. So yeah, school-wise, that's kind of what took me through. And then every day is so different. And it's a very humbling profession. The moment you think you know something, you don't in meteorology. It's mm-hmm. a new science is ever-changing and growing. So it's like you may have some good stretch there where you're like nailing the forecast. And then the moment you think, all right, I got this then you don't. Yeah. So it's it's humbling. Why do you think you weren't smart enough? I don't know. It's there's a lot of just girls a and lot of math kind of and science. Yeah, mm. I think so. I think that yeah. you know, no one ever said to me you're a girl so you don't know math and science, but right. it was always you're probably really good at the arts yeah. or you're probably really you're good, good at writer. this or really good at that. And for me the turning point was actually when I was in high school and I had a female chemistry teacher. And she was the first person to be like, why are you in this class? You're too smart for this class. You should be in the elevated chemistry wow. class. Whoop, whoop. And she, Yeah, and she went above and beyond you. to make sure that I was placed into the elevated physics class for my senior year. So for me, that was kind of like the turning point for me of like, oh, yeah, girls can do this. I can do this. I love weather because of the fact that it's always changing and you're always learning. As Kirsty said, it's humbling because just when you think you've figured something out, it, you're... Nope. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just did the nerdiest thing ever. I, just, I love you. She just snorted. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's all fun. Yeah. They like see you on TV. I've been glamorous awake for a while. And, and you're like. <laughs> 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 the whole science thing, like weather being fake, global warming being fake. Why mm-hmm. is all this weather happening like we're getting in Dayton? Well, the thing about climate and weather is, yeah. is, is completely different. And someone explained this to me very basic. And I was like, that is the best example anybody's ever given me. Weather is your mood that day. So every day you're going to wake up, you could be in a great mood today. Tomorrow you're in a terrible mood. Climate is your personality. And it's constantly evolving and changing. So you may have one type of personality when you're younger, but then as you get older, you evolve and you become something new and different. While your day-to-day may play into the climate and how it evolves, it doesn't necessarily change that quickly. So when you think about that, what happened as far as this year might part be the evolving climate, but it doesn't necessarily tie to it directly. Like the day weather is not necessarily because of the climate so we're talking like 15 tornadoes we're talking other stuff a very hot um hot year as far as the growing season yeah streams kind of being more extreme mm-hmm. that is kind of a trend that yeah. we that we definitely meteorologists have to pay attention to climate is the long long it's long the game. long haul mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. and you kind of have to watch what's going on globally as well having hottest year on record or hot month after hot month after hot month and it's not just us it's the Everybody. global temperature it's not something you want to ignore. You right. know, we, we definitely talk about it. A good example is studies that have been made, especially when you're talking about tornadoes. As the climate is changing, we're starting to see the daily weather changing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that we're having more tornadoes, but we are having more tornadoes on any given day. Meaning we used to say there were 20 tornadoes. We're just, this doesn't happen, you know, necessarily. 20 tornadoes spanned throughout a week. And it doesn't seem so significant because you maybe have two tornadoes each day something like that. Well, now you might have all 20 on just one day and the rest of the days are quiet. So an outbreak 
like we saw in Dayton might be more common. We might start to see more tornadoes on any given day rather than them spread out throughout the season. Yeah. Do you think people around here should expect this is the new norm or is that just like a one-off? Or do you probably not even know? I mean, it's hard hard to say, right? Mm-hmm. I would say it, going down, looking further in the future, again, might have multiple tornadoes on one day. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have EF4s and EF3s. You know, maybe we'll have three EF0s rather than just the one that we would typically see. So yeah. just being prepared, really, right, of knowing right. when severe weather happens that you got to take it seriously. How are you feeling people don't take it seriously? Because one of the things was, you know, one of the things, was, and I think we may have talked about this before, typically people are like, oh, uh, you know, they're just talking about right. the weather. It's mm-hmm. fine. Ignore. But when something really does happen, it's important that you know that information. How do you take it when people don't take it seriously? You would think that I would be mad. I'm so mad. I'm working so hard. But I'm actually sad and hurt because I don't want you to be in a place where you could be injured or harmed. My job is to try and protect you. So it is debilitating and sad to think that you're not listening. But I'm doing as best as I can. I'm not mad. You have your human being. You have your option to make your own choice. That's for me. Yeah, sad's probably definitely a better way to describe it than mad. And then just knowing too, like, we're not trying to bust in on your tv show know, just, just because <laughs> you like, know I like i mean life to live. <laughs> yeah like we, we take down. what we're doing seriously um and there is proven science and evidence that warnings that are put out in advance do save lives so i had looked up some statistics of this past outbreak and i looked at the so national weather service issues the warnings We communicate those warnings to you, but we cannot on our own just say, like, there's a tornado warning. The government agency, which is the National Weather Service, is responsible for that. So I looked back, and they did a review of their own warnings. So they looked back at every tornado warning they issued and when it touched down. There was at least seven to almost ten minutes of lead time, if not more, for each of those tornadoes. So that means that they were able to put the warning out and you were able at least 10 minutes almost to be notified before those tornadoes were touching down to get in your basement. That's amazing. And that's like a huge advancement. Before, you'd be lucky if you had a minute or two. That's more of it's just like, I promise, like listen to these things because people had said, McCall, I had three minutes and I was downstairs right. after you kept saying, go in your basement, go, and then they did. And then, you know, destruction. So that's really, it's just more of like, we're not mad. We're not doing it just for our, just to be on TV, <laughs> yeah. like for our own health. We really have seen that there is success when warnings can be issued before, you know, a tornado touches down. So, so we just hope you take. Yeah, I don't think people understand how many calls. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot. People get real angry. <laughs> and it's just like, um, okay, you're. You're taking this way too personally. Like, right. calm it down. It's okay. And just listen. It's not at your house. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it's not. Mm-hmm. If there's a storm that's strong enough that gets a tornado warning on it, you would hope that your house would be warned upon and that you could get in your basement. So it's like, we just want everyone to have the same respect for each other. You yeah, know, everybody should be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone deserves to have a warning be notified and for you to cut on television mm-hmm. to tell them because they may have a grandma or a grandpa that doesn't have a smartphone and TV might be the only way that they find out about it. I think, and I think one positive thing that you can say that came out of the outbreak is that I 
feel that people now want to see me. They want to see Kirsty. If there's thunder, they want you to break in now if it's just a regular thunderstorm because they want to know, am I all right? right. Am yeah, I good? So the pendulum has swung completely the other way. We'll yeah. start to hedge back the other way as soon as I break into their bachelor you know, survivor. Survivor. On a personal Dancing note, with like, the stars. why is it that every time I want to do something on the weekend, it rains? I know. <laughs> Amelia yells at me every weekend because we are together on Fridays with Larry Hanskin for 95.7's morning show. And she always talks about all these fun things in Dayton. And then she gets real mad if I'm like, and it's going to rain on Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so sorry that it, I trust me. I, I there's nothing make, like if really I to that, right? Weather. No. It, it just happens. It's just cyclical. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, we're going to go this entire week and not have any rain. And then it's going to rain this Saturday, the week of Christmas. FYI. Oh, is it really? Like you oh. just made her sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm not really sad. Not really. Just pop it in to remind you that you are listening to the What Had Happened Was podcast. And I'm Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com. This podcast was brought to you partly due to support from our sponsor, Premier Health. Our care lives in the hour between dropping off the kids and making it to your first meeting. Because scheduling your doctor's appointment should work around your life, not the other way around. Premier Health now offers online scheduling for primary care and select specialty services. Setting up an appointment takes seconds, and in some cases, you can see a provider the same day. Just head to premierhealth.com slash schedule to see how easy it can be. Our care lives on your schedule. Premier Health. Now back to my talk with McCall and Kirsty. Is this what you guys thought it was going to be, this whole weather thing? What do you mean? Like my career? Like our career? Your career, yeah. Okay. You're like in college. You're studying this and you're thinking like what it's going to be like to be a Yeah, of course. Yeah. The basic of what I thought I was going to be like is what it has turned out to be. But it's been so much more than that. Looking at it from the outside in, you're like, oh, that's a cool job. Seems really fascinating. But then when you realize, oh, it, this is like you have to 100% be in the game. You have to give your whole self to it. And especially now as chief, I find myself working a lot more hours than I ever anticipated before. So you have to really have a passion and love for it. I found that I do have that passion. You know, I, I thought I had it before, but I definitely know I have it now. You mentioned earlier being like one of the few women in your class. Is it harder for a woman, do you think? Or is it about the same? I, I mean, I think now I feel like McCall being chief as a female is a big deal. Um, because it is rare. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not common to have women completely lead a weather team in, in broadcast meteorology. So that's very exciting. Um, but, you know, I feel like we're in a great momentum of like, no, I mean, girls can do anything. And I think that that's really become more positive that, that you know. Well, I and I'm seeing that just in our viewing area. We were talking about this before. I was named chief last year and... Now we're seeing more and more women just in Dayton as meteorologists, yeah. where we now outnumber the men. Mm-hmm. So that just shows girl power, you know. Yeah. And, and when you look at the statistics, like Kirsty said, 27% of the broadcast meteorology industry is held by women. So only 27% and only 8% are chiefs. Women. Chiefs, yeah. Oh, really? So wow. that when we talk about, yeah, it is a very small group, but I am starting to see more and more. And that's really exciting. Yeah. Not just here, but everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. 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 Oh, that's and, cool. I mean, that's just broadcast. You know, there's a lot that you could do of yeah. meteorology, like outside of being on television or in the broadcast field. So we don't really know numbers outside of broadcast, right. but I feel pretty hopeful. And I think it's really, it's really neat. In terms of like what I thought the career would be, 
yeah, McCall hit it right on the head of like, you really have to love what you do every day. And I do. And it's just, I wake up overnight. (laughs) So I had to know pretty early on that like, I'm totally fine with how weird sleep that I do and weird hours that I work. Um, And that was something I feel like I got a pretty good lead on when I was in college as well. And I like always liked the news growing up. I'd watch it when I was a little girl, like before school. Me too. So I feel like, yeah, like it kind of prepared you of like, okay, I want to be on a show like that one day. So yes, it definitely has. Sometimes I think I get more stressed out than I thought I would with like details of a forecast. Like we're very passionate about, are you getting the inches right? And are you communicating it? That's probably a part of the job. I don't think that I totally knew about until I got in this field was like how important it is to say like, this area is going to get this much snow. This area is, you could be super accurate, but if no one understands what you're saying, then be able to convey it, it to a way, in a way that people can understand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's been a fun learning curve as we've gone through the years here, getting better at that part. And I'll even say a learning curve is when I started this career and going to college and everything, we didn't even have Facebook. Right. Dating like myself social now. media and all that stuff. But social media was not like a, a thing. thing. So that wasn't what I was expecting when I started. But now it drives most of the stuff that we do. Yeah. So now you're like out there more even as a product. Well, not a product, but what a... I'm a product. You know. I know we're all products. Yeah, we're all products. (laughs) Has this year changed you as far as like your perspective of your job? Yeah, it definitely has. It gives more meaning to what I do. Weather impacts every single person, whether you like it or not. You want to know what the weather is going to be that day. And I always knew that. And But now that I've actually been out in the community, I've met people, I've done so many community events in school things. Now it's like there are faces to the people that I'm talking to. And there's much deeper connection for me and the way that I speak speak when I'm broadcasting. That's totally shifted. I feel fully immersed in what I'm doing now. Uh, Not to say that I wasn't before, but there is more of a personal. You leveled up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So you have this show, Cloudy with Chance, a podcast. Yeah. Tell me all about it. (laughs) Um, Well, McCall and I, really good friends in real life. FYI, Mm. if you didn't know that. We wanted just more reasons to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Partially, though. That is it. But part of it was we always want to know what's new, what media can we talk about weather and get weather information out. And podcasts, I mean, I love podcasts. I've been obsessed for a couple of years with them. So we had talked like, well, why don't we start a podcast where you get to be a little more casual? We can have whatever topics we want and guests that we want and to keep it weather focused but to keep it really digest. And so that was like kind of where we came up with the idea of bringing guests on and hopefully educating people, but keeping it really easy to understand. Who have you had on? Oh my gosh. So we haven't we had yeah, on? Right. Yeah. We've had you on there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our very first episode, we had uh, Skywarn on there. And if you don't know what Skywarn is, it's a, a community of people in our area uh, that are ham radio operators. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they collect storm reports from people out that have been trained to be trained spotters of weather and they communicate that information to the National Weather Service. It's really interesting to hear how that whole process goes and how you, anybody can become a, a trained weather spotter and become very important and relevant to what we do on a day-to-day basis. That We've had good. agricultural people on talking about you know, what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Superintendents, fire chiefs. Mm-hmm. I had Cheryl McHenry, who's our anchor here at WHIO, on to talk about the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, which was super exciting because weather, people always tie astronomy to. Mm -hmm. So that was a really interesting segment to have her on. Yeah. An educator from Boonshoff Museum of Discovery, which is such a cool place Mm -hmm. in Dayton, but his name was Joe. 
and he um, did a really, really interesting like science and astronomy talk with us. And that was like back, I think it was in the summer, mm-hmm. maybe last year. Super interesting stuff of just like things that you could see in the skies. I mean, it really is a nice view of different topics. If we have big weather events like hurricanes going on, we have different meteorologists across the country that are like part of our family in the sense of like we all work for the same company. So we've had a few meteorologists on that have been in the eye of a hurricane and have given us their firsthand accounts. And that was really, really interesting to hear some of their like personal stories of what it was like to be like tracking a hurricane in, in the storm. What is your ideal weather? What weather do you love? I'm a mostly sunny meteorologist. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 70 with a chance of... <laughs> um, let's, I love winter weather and I love snow, even though it is extremely frustrating to forecast, but I think winter is probably my- I hate snow. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Is- Get out of here, you. Get out of here. <laughs> Kick this lady out the door. I grew up in New York. We had nor'easters and it was just like, I hated it so much. My mom would put me outside all dressed up in my snowsuit and I'd be knocking on the door to come in five minutes later and she'd be like, get out of my house. Um, <laughs> but my favorite weather is, and I don't really like to say it after this year, but I do enjoy severe weather. I love the adrenaline that comes with severe weather. I love hours leading up to an event, looking at stuff and, and just seeing how it, it turns out. So I didn't have severe weather like that where I grew up. So it's very intriguing to me. And it's science. You get to flex those muscles. And yeah. what amazes me, too, is how people don't think of the world as science. Like, mm-hmm. when you really think about it, it's all science. Everything yeah. is science. I mean, everything is science. Yeah. All around yeah. physics and all that. It's like. Okay. They say you don't need it. Like, I don't use algebra. But apparently I do all the time. <laughs> every day. Yeah, every day, Amelia. You don't even don't realize even know it. it. Yeah. You're so smart. Yeah, You're doing totally. those equations in your mind all day. Totally. They totally told me the same thing. Like, uh, you should be a writer. <laughs> like you're right like the math thing never worked out for me but i'm glad it worked out for you guys <laughs> i'm not a very good writer so definitely was not my i'm a math science person so what's been going on in the world of kirsty and mccall gosh uh personally i have a six month old so like it's all baby stuff she's super fun and she babbles so this is her first christmas what yeah. is she getting uh Nothing really, because she doesn't really understand. So we're going to wrap up one toy. Um, (laughs) She has grandparents that spoil her. So my husband and I were like, we're just going to enjoy each other and give her just one gift. She's so tiny. What is she going to know, right? She's not right. She'll have fun. And we'll she'll give be her stealing money food. out of your pocket from going forward anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right. She's going to want things next year and the year after that and the year after that. So this year, just it's more about like being able to spend some time with her. That's be cute. Fun for us. Yeah, next year's a big year. What about you? You got a little baby too. I don't, well, she's not a little baby. No, but she's like a real she little is, girl now. And she's like three going on 13. She's got an attitude. <laughs> she's fresh. But she's real excited about Christmas. And it's funny because anytime she's bad, I tell her that Santa's going to bring her dirt and rocks. So, <laughs> she, And she cries, I don't want dirt and rocks. I'm like, well, then you need to behave. Right. But the one big gift that she wants this year, her babysitter is actually getting it for her, is a fruit blender and a coffee maker. Child size. Oh you know, gosh. you push the button and it makes noises. She loves cooking. Like, she has a whole kitchen set, food. Like, she will cook me a full meal every morning and bring it to me in bed. Oh, I hilarious. think it's the Italian in her because oh, sure. I am not a cook. Yeah. My husband is. So, oh, yeah. I'm hoping that as she actually gets older and can cook, she's going to be like Fine. really into it. She'll even watch, I'm not even kidding you, this morning was watching a cooking video of making cake pops. Aww. And she watched the whole thing. So, she's into it. 
That's that is nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless her for I doing know. that. I appreciate that. She's going to be making you guys breakfast every I'm day. I'm so this excited is exciting. for that. Yeah. She'll like have a big restaurant and you won't mm-hmm. have to work ever, <laughs> see? There I mean, you go. I'm down for it. Just be like concerned if she starts speaking with the Italian accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, my husband... Well, Mamma mia. Yeah. <laughs> my husband says to her, he's like, he'll tell her something of, you got to put your toys away, gabish. And she goes, gabish. So funny. And I'm like, um, I don't even know. You're like, gabish? What does that mean? You're like yeah. looking up your I don't even know. I hope it's not a bad word. Google I just said translate. it on your pad. Gabish. <laughs> I know. It's probably a bad word. Means you got it? Got yeah. it. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for coming in here. Thank you for inviting yeah. us. I told you we had a lot of fun. You can catch Kirsty and McCall nearly every day on WHIO radio and TV. Be sure to listen to me Fridays on WHIO radio just before 9 a.m. with Kirsty and Larry Hanskin. And while you're in the doing things mood, subscribe to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast wherever you find shows you love. The What Happened Was podcast is produced, edited, and written by me, Amelia Robinson, in the WHIO radio studios. The show's artwork is by my good friend. Troy Lyman of TL Creates of Columbus. And boy, does TL create. Trust me on that one. Until next time, stay dating strong and listen to your meteorologist. Bye-bye.